a feeling of emotional or physical tension from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. The body's reaction to a challenge or demand. This is the definition of stress, and you are listening to Upright with Eve, the podcast that normalizes visibility of the masculine female heart and mind while finding humor and healing. This episode is Stressing While Masculine. Good people, good people. What's good with y'all? Um, man, it's the holidays and I'm supposed to be watching my figure. Y'all know I'm vegan, but like I have been wanting a friend of mine made me actually a friend of mine made me some pineapple upside down cake um last week and it was so good and it sort of kicked off so many like fat boy cravings it was just oh my gosh it was crazy but like y'all gonna have to excuse me I'm having some seasonal allergies um I usually sometimes get them around this time of the year so I may sound a little nasally um it's quite annoying but how are y'all um I'm good I am working on some things I'm actually working on a company um, that I want to uh, start here. I have the name and I've filed everything to make it legit. And I'm actually pretty excited. It's going to be a social support and community group um, for uh, masculine of center individuals. And it's actually called BELONG. So the acronym is BELONG. And it is Boys Embracing Life on Neutral Ground. Um, we'll have activities, we'll have mentorship, we'll have mental and physical health resources, um, meetings, and so many good things that it will allow for us to build bonds and to uh, build friendship and kinship with one another. You know, I've never been like a huge fraternity person. It's just not my not my scene. But I do believe that we need to be able to come together and do things like book clubs, go out, go bowling. Of course, after, you know, this whole pandemic thing is over, um, if it ever ends at this point. But we also need, you know, we need fellowship. So I'm working on that. There's a lot of good activities coming up for 2021. Um, you will not want to to miss it. You you will want to be a part of this if you are masculine centered because we are growing, we are moving forward, we are healing ourselves, and we are taking the world by storm. Like we are really standing up strong to be able to stand and be in our best light and our best selves. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, I will be giving more information uh, to the website and all of those good things as episodes um, come up in the future. But yeah, like if you are not following us and you're listening to this podcast, please right now as you have um, any device, whatever you're listening on, please go and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Upright with Eve. Um, you are also able to uh, join our Facebook group. You're able to hop on Facebook click groups at the top or um, on your phone, click groups at the bottom. And then you're able to search for us upright with E. We will pop up. We are still pretty small, but um, that will actually be having a lot more members in it pretty soon. Um, but follow us. Talk to me. Send me a DM. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, we also do have an advice column. If you need some advice, hit me up. 
because y'all know I'm going to always keep it straight up right with you. Um, Like, yeah, please follow us. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not left me a review, please. That is the only way. People here subscribe and they think that you have to pay for it, but you don't. When you subscribe, it's free. Um, and then you're able to leave a five star uh, review and then also leave a rating. You know, it really, really helps knowing how people feel about the content that I put out. It helps me know, you know, that I'm actually making a difference, you know, or that people hate it. So please, you know, whatever you feel towards the show, let me know what it is so that I'm able to actually be in the loop to make the show the best show that I can possibly make it for you as listeners. But as always, y'all know, I love and appreciate y'all. Um, to the absolute utmost. But this episode is stressing while masculine. You know, it's not always easy as a masculine presenting individual to cope with stress, you know, um, to be able to recognize stress, to know what it looks like, like all of those things, knowing how to refocus when I am super stressed out. Um, I know like for me, my stress shows up in very subtle ways and Damn, why do I sound like I got dentures? Like, what the fuck? I'm like lisping and tissing and, t- um, but yeah, like <laughs> for me, that's the only thing I hate about being congested. I start to sound like I'm like wearing oversized dentures. It's, it's weird. Um, my mouth be getting like super wet when I'm congested. It's weird too. But, um, for me, like, Stress shows up in very subtle ways, and sometimes I don't really notice it. Um, Self-care is the most noticeable thing that I usually, like, slack on. It took me a while to actually realize how stress creeps up, and um, that actually pushed me into recreating coping mechanisms. Like, you know, I've also grown to realize that my ways of coping has to also fit my way of life. Like I used to look at other people and be like, oh yeah, like I'm going to do what they do. They go to the gym to relieve stress. I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to go clubbing and I'm going to join seven social groups and I'm going to, you know, go have sex and all of these things, you know, but de-stressing, is all in doing what feels good. And for me, that does not involve running on a fucking treadmill for three hours. Like, I'm sorry. It's just the way that my body is set up. It just isn't. Um, But like, that's something that I had to accept. You know what I'm saying? Like, my body, when I am stressed, requires doing absolutely nothing. Like, the truth and a constant truth is that stress kills. You know, stress slowly builds up around us and then boom, a heart attack or stroke or physical altercation, a bad day at work. I have always felt like when stress is managed, life is clear. You know, I ain't having to threaten nobody at a food place for getting my food wrong. Um, Actually, I'm going to tell y'all this story really quick. So I'm going to tell y'all this story about how stress got me almost, well, almost got me locked up and three other people hurt. So one day after work, I had a really long day. I was I was already like super fucking stressed out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have the Impossible Whopper from Burger King. Now, they have a way that you can make it with whether it's vegan or vegetarian. So when you don't get mayo, it's vegan. So I'm just like, okay, I asked them, you know, do you cook it on the grill? Or are you able to, you know, accommodate it to where it can still be cooked on the grill, but cooked on top of something that isn't touching the grill? And the lady said, sure. I always ask them, you know, and I specify no mayo. So she says, okay. I get to the window. I pay the money. She gives me my food. I confirm no mayo. 
And I should have checked. Now, this is the thing. When we're stressed out, we bypass our responsibilities. When we are stressed, the last thing that we want to do is be responsible. Now, I know now, in hindsight, I should have checked my food like I always do. But I was stressed out. I was tired. She said no mayo. She confirmed it twice. And I kept it moving. So I go home. And home is about mm, about 15 to 20 minutes from this Burger King. And I'm just like, man, I'm so fucking ready to eat. I sit down. I got my drink. I'm just, I'm so fucking ready, y'all. I sit down. I open the sandwich to put my ketchup on it, and my I use uh, a spicy hot, uh, a spicy sweet mustard. I sit down to put my my spicy sweet mustard and my ketchup on the burger. What the fuck is on the burger, y'all? Fucking mayo. So, I get back in my car. Now, little disclaimer: I had already ate the fries. I ate the fries driving home, but in my stressed out mind. I'm literally still with a full meal. I don't give a fuck if I ate the fries or not. The problem at hand is that there's mayo on the fucking sandwich. So I pull up at the Burger King. I get out, close the door, boom, go in, and I'm standing there. Now, I'm standing there very humbly. You know, I'm just waiting. It's about four workers that are working back there. Nobody has noticed that I've come in because they're all trying to do different things. One girl is mopping. Like, nobody has noticed that I'm standing there. So after about mm, maybe five or six minutes, um, a lady comes from on the side closest to the window. It's the same lady that just gave me this burger. So she's like, hey, how can I help you? And I'm just like, so I just got home. And I said twice in the drive through and you confirmed twice that it was no mayo on this burger. And she's like, yeah, it's not. And I said, well, that's fucking funny because I got home, sat down to eat it. I had to drive all the way the fuck home. And when I went to open it, there's mayo. So she's like, okay, um, well, let me change it out for you. So now in my stressed out mind, I really want to fucking jump over the counter and body choke slammer because she was not apologizing for the error. Now, I'm not naturally a violent person at all. I'm always super fucking laid back. But I literally envision myself picking this lady up. Little old white. Well, she wasn't old. She was probably like in her 40s. A white lady. She was missing teeth. It looked like, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't. I don't have shit against her or nothing like that. But it looked like she probably dibbled and dabbled in a little bit of methamphetamines. But I wanted to pick her up by her neck and drop her on her fucking head. So she's like, well, do you want to give me the burger or not? And I'm just like. I can't get my fucking time back. I done went home and you're not even trying to fucking take responsibility that there is actually mayo on the burger. Now, I just want for her to fucking say, I apologize for the oversight. I should have checked it, but she didn't. So I'm starting to notice myself get a little bit loud. And uh, the person who made the burger is now peeking around the the little thing that holds the food. So. The girl that makes the burger is just like, um, I'm sorry, that was my mistake, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, first of all, y'all don't even fucking understand that I have a food allergy. I haven't had dairy in so long that now when I actually have dairy, my throat closes. So I'm beyond pissed at this point because I'm like, what if I would have bit into the sandwich without looking? 
I would have had to fucking go to the hospital because I would have fucking stopped breathing. Like, so many fucking emotions was coming off of me that day, bro. And all they could say was, well, let us change it out for you. Nobody fucking stepped up to say shit. And I'm in that bitch like, you know what? This is how people get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Now, at this point, a manager, a black lady, heavy set, she's coming up behind me and I'm noticing her and she's just like, well, what's the problem here? And I'm just like, well, I just fucking ordered a sandwich, told them no mayo and they put mayo on it. They confirmed that it didn't have mayo twice and it still had mayo and I got all the way to fuck home. I done had a long ass fucking day and this is how people get fucked up. So, you know, now it's other people that's eating in there, right? And I can be a petty, petty, petty label and on some real shit, I got loud and I was like, so y'all telling me that y'all got eight motherfuckers back here and don't nobody do quality control? So y'all don't quality control y'all food before it go in the bag? Now I'm getting into the legalities of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because as a fast food restaurant, you have to have quality control. So I'm just like, so all of these people food that they're out here eating didn't get quality control or are you just telling me that it was my burger that y'all dropped the ball on so now the manager's like well ma'am you really don't have to be loud about it and i'm just like bitch i'm gonna fucking be loud about whatever the fuck i want to be loud about what the fuck you gonna do is mind your fucking business and she and then at that point she's like well burger king is my business and i'm just like oh yeah i forgot but i was so stressed out that day y'all like, I envisioned myself hopping over that counter and beating that lady ass, beating the manager ass, too. And I was cool with going to jail over fucking, fuck fuck with the burger, like six, seven dollars. Oh, and do y'all want to know what really made me mad? A friend of mine was with me. A friend of mine actually had to come with me to deal with this issue because I was so pissed off. I end up going outside, I sat on the curb, and I started crying, right? This is the fucked up part. I'm out that motherfucker crying on the curb at Burger King because mayo was on my burger. And my friend fucking comes out with the change for the burger. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, where the fuck is the rest of my motherfucking change? I said, I I pay for a meal, I just didn't get the drink. And she's just like, oh, well... You ate the fries. I was like, oh, who the fuck said I ate the fries? I said, because I know you didn't fucking tell them that. Well, they just said that the bag was empty. It just had a burger and the fry container was empty. I said, yeah, I fucking ate the fries for my motherfucking pain and suffering. Like, y'all think I'm joking, bro. I know that y'all is laughing at this shit right now, but it's really not funny. I'm trying to make a point to let y'all know that stress will literally have your ass crying on the curb of the Burger King because mayo was on your burger and they did not they never gave me all my change back like y'all could have fucking gave me the rest of that change back who gives a fuck if i ate the fries like and they never apologized either that's the fucked up but no actually they did after i started threatening people and i started saying y'all don't have no quality control they was like listen you know listen sir we're sorry we really didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't on purpose. You know, we will definitely be more careful in the future. We truly do apologize. They gave me all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it was crazy, dog. It was crazy. In that moment to me, I just thought that I was tired. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that I had had a long day, but it was really because I was stressed out. So signs and symptoms won't always be apparent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling y'all, I was just fine placing my order. But within about 20 minutes, I was ready to risk it all for an impossible fucking whopper. Like, I did not know what stress looked like then. 
You know what I'm saying? So it was almost too late. Seeing the look of fear on those people's faces who only come in there, they come in there to prepare food, to go home, to manage others. They don't come in there to be getting yelled at and threatened. Like, I literally was like, I should fuck you up, you up, and you up for fucking being up here and not having a motherfucking accountability. I'm fucking talking about accountability in a Burger King, bro. I'm like, y'all don't have no motherfucking quality control. These people back behind me sitting down could be eating anything. Literally, the look on the people's faces was like, oh, like one lady put her sandwich down. She was like, they don't have quality control. And I'm just like, bitch, for $9, including a drink, no, they don't have quality control. And like now me and you know that if I would have known the signs of emotional stress, I would have been able to know like, you know, when I'm agitated, when I'm frustrated, when I'm having difficulty relaxing and turning off my brain, I am stressed out. This is a a form of stress. I had actually gotten so comfortable functioning in the midst of these symptoms. I didn't know that they weren't just a part of my personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, aches and pains and um, spurts of like rapid heartbeats, never having any energy. These are all a few ways that stress shows up. Um, Not to mention fidgeting, emotional eating, excessive sleeping. And a big one for me is avoiding responsibility. I'm gonna keep it a fucking buck with y'all. When I'm stressed out, I will avoid taking out the fucking trash in my recycles. Like the shit happened yesterday. I had to give myself permission to voice and write out what was challenging and being demanding of me. And after I did that, like the trash went back to being the simple task that it's always been. I have always been one that like suppresses stress. Um, no outlets, no social groups, etc. Like so much um, that I have actually gotten stress rashes in the past. And I know that definitely sounds like some Caucasian shit, but like it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally me pushing stress down and down and down to where it has to find a way out. And I'll get like this raised rough patch that blisters on my right hand every single time. Like, every single time that I'm actually not allowing for that stress to come out um, in a healthy way, I will get a stress rest. Um, And sometimes I find that my childhood trauma and the stigma that society puts on masculine individuals about not crying, not showing our emotion. I think living in between those two norms, you know, put me on a long train ride of suppressing for a bit. Although I found a lot of ways to cope now, you know, between childhood trauma and then also between society stigma about masculine individuals, that's a hard place to actually want to go against the grain and say, I'm going to find resources and outlets. So if you are listening to this and you're taking notes, like just understand that it's not something that happens overnight. And that step one is actually wanting to change, wanting to get from in between those two um, walls that essentially have kept, you know, people like us squeezed in between not having a choice. Um, Sometimes like my masculinity will still try to tell me that stressing is imaginary. Um, that all of the wrong things help, like drinking, smoking, sex four times a day. Now, of course, if you have listened to episode 20, then you will know I have nothing against sex. But, you know, when it's being used to numb or distract us, this is where we have to pay attention and hold ourselves accountable for why we're using sex in an unhealthy way. 
I mean, like, my masculinity will tell me shit like my stress is unmanageable. My life is supposed to be stressful mentally and emotionally. I hold myself and associate with more masculine viewpoints. Um, like I'm strong enough to carry all of this. I'm good. I can hold the world on my shoulders. All of that bullshit, the macho shit. Like my masculinity says I don't need to exhibit or vocalize my stress, but suppress it so that I don't fall short of the Superman image. So I end up self-harming, whether with emotional distraction like food that isn't good for me. Emotional eating is something um, that I'm glad I caught early on because my father's side of the family are known for being big in weight and in stature. Coping with drinking is something that I had to get a handle on, mainly because alcoholism is chronic in my immediate family. Those super macho ways, um, like a super big meal with three beers or a double quad of liquor, um, they do call my name when I'm stressed, but since I know how and what my stress attacks now, I'm able to rule over polluting my body and hurting myself. Um, a lot of people will think self-harm is direct, but self-harm could be through other things that aren't good for us. Um, and we just have to really understand that using those things in moderation is key to still being able to be functional, being able to be um, present for our family that needs us. Those things are a priority. And sometimes when we're stressed out, that priority can get a little bit foggy, can get a little bit blurry. So just just being able to focus and refocus on the things that make a difference so that stress doesn't kill us. Um, Every day I use methods that allow for me to focus on remaining present enough to notice when I need to stop. Um, And sometimes stopping is literally just stopping, doing nothing, Um, not stopping at work, not stopping at home, but stopping completely, just stopping completely across all points of my life. Lately, I have been working on breath work. Um, I've learned to really, really respect breath work because my breathing always gets very shallow and labored when I'm stressed. Um, So I make a couple of timers, you know, throughout the day, whether it's on my watch or whether it's on my phone so that I'm able to mark when I take time for myself to not get overwhelmed because sometimes it really can be too late. You know, that story that I told y'all about the whole food situation, that was literally a time where it was too late for me to say, you know what, I need to breathe. It it literally took me having to remember, like, you don't want to go to jail. And these people are about to call the police because you're making threats and you are outraged. Um So for me, like mid-morning around like 11 is good for the timers that I set and then three, especially like on weekdays when I'm working, I'm actually able to stop, you know, and say, this is a moment that I'm taking for myself. And it isn't really a long moment, but it is an intentional moment. I use the 478 breathing technique. I will leave a link to that technique in the description of this episode. Journaling is another thing that is necessary, but I struggle with. Um, I prefer like end of the night journaling. It gives me time and space to summarize the day. Um, When we are comfortable, it it sort of flows. Like I used to try to journal um, on a Saturday in the middle of the day when it was quiet and it didn't really work for me, um, mainly because it wasn't natural for me to just be sitting down writing in the notebook in the middle of a Saturday. So for me, when I do it at the end of the day, it's almost like telling someone my feelings, my frustrations, and being able to get those feelings out. Um, Journaling does allow for me to organize what I feel. Um, It also allows for me to bring what actually is stressing me out on paper. 
Um, I do believe that once written down, you're able to begin like prioritizing those roadblocks and coming up with a solution to be able to get around them. You know what I'm saying? I am a part of some like support groups, but I know that the work and the journey that I'm on right now is like requiring for me to be more supportive of myself than others always supporting me. You know what I'm saying? I have to learn how to show up for myself. Um, A few other things that bring immediate relief are purging. For me, this is one of my favorite things to do. Um, Like every few months, I will either donate a lot of things or throw out things that I'm not using anymore. That actually is something that I think is a quick stress reliever. Only because when you get rid of things that you have an emotional attachment to, whether it's a Tupperware set or whether it's a favorite pair of jeans, it actually frees up that emotional space. You know what I'm saying? There are different forms of stress, emotional stress, physical stress, mental stress. Those are things that hit directly on those forms of stress, allowing us to have more space. I recently, um, was it this year? Actually, yeah, it was this year. Um, I think it was like spring. I started something called Project 33, and it actually is where you have 33 items that you live off of. Um, So it's clothing, shoes, jewelry, accessories, and outerwear, Um, pajamas and workout clothes and underclothes, things like that don't count. But it's where you have 33 items that you are living with and you just rotate them over seasons. That to me was big because I love having variety. But when I actually remove all of the thousands of shirt options and jean options and sweatpants and all of that, when I actually removed it and I had 33 things to choose from over a course of 90 days, um, it's been more than that now. It's been months. It's been probably like three to six months that I've been doing it. It it freed up a lot of different stress that I didn't even know that just doing something as simple as picking out an outfit was actually giving me. So purging is a really, really, really big one. Um, I love organizing. I think that our homes and where we come to at the end of a long day should be a free space. We shouldn't feel any anxiety or any anguish or any angst about being where we actually have to be at the end of the day, which is home. Um, so yeah, if, if you have some things you need to purge, I will, uh, also leave a link for the project 33 so that you guys are able to check that out. Let me see what else I did just get a, a puppy. Um, his name is Deuce and he actually just got his, uh, nuts clipped on Tuesday. So he is walking around in a cone, but he is my emotional support dog. Um, I find that, you know, even as something as small as a turtle, um, because I do have a turtle as well. His name is Dash. But having these animals that allows for us to focus and see something else happy because of us um, is something that actually feels good. It gives us a sense of purpose. It doesn't give me space um, to be selfish. I don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? So for people that have kids, of course, your kids may provide you with that. But for me, um, having a pet, and having pets that I'm able to care for and care about and be with and see them happy and see their excitement is also super helpful as well. So yeah, if you have a pet, spend some uh, close and quality time with them. It will it will definitely make you more aware of your mood when you're having to intentionally and consciously care for something else. Um, catching sun on my face also gives me a reminder. Um, it gives me a reminder that I have will. Willpower is the direct proof that we are in control. 
Um, we're in control of our lives, of our actions, of our stress. And I will leave a link in the description to this episode with stress relieving tips um, and some music that I use that always centers and calms me down. I hope that you guys have found some tips about this. Man, we are able to break free from stress, even in being masculine. We do not have to uh, stand up to and stand up in the stigma that society sets uh, on us. We are so much more better than that. So I hope that you guys are able to get some tips from this episode. Um, and if you guys need to reach out to me for anything, please do not hesitate to on our social media or you're able to text me at 202-780-9953. You are listening to the podcast that finds humor in healing. Upright with Eve. Much love. Until next time. Peace. Peace.